Welcome, you divine lot, to episode 142 of Near Perfect Pitch. This week's programme is brought to you by Snow Goose, Jim McCulloch and the Blue Ribboned. I'll be talking to Jim at the end of the programme about the new Snow Goose project, the second LP, and touching upon the latest single, as well as other tidbits of wonderful and thematic information. Now, uh, there's the usual features this week, which include Cover Me, of which we will have two this week. Got this week's Spin of the Week, a weekly peel, Tune This. We've got a hat trick, which is dedicated to the uh, recently deceased, very sadly deceased, David Roback. Obligatory Fall, ah, and Essential Wax. We are inundated with content. It's going to be a great, great show amidst all that tons of new releases. And we'll kick things off with this absolute stonker. Thank you. 
Cover Me, that's Everybody's Happy Nowadays, of course, originally done by Buzzcocks. That's a cover as done by Ash that features on uh, Shaun of the Dead soundtrack and uh, features uh, a certain Chris Martin on uh, on assisted vocals there. And that uh, the show was kicked off with One of These Days by Doves. What a way to start any programme. I'd like to remind you that uh, by virtue of what's happening on this spinning sphere of lunacy that we occupy, uh, the Earth, um, You've got more time on your hands, some of you, so it gives you opportunity to, to listen to more music. So I do delve into uh, some of the past episodes. There are 141 episodes of Near Perfect Pitch prior to this one that you're listening to. So if it's your first run, as it were, you've got plenty, plenty to catch up on. Here's something new by Kid Cruel.
2010s Swim, that's Caribou with Odessa. Isn't that a great track? Lovely stuff, that. And that was preceded by, off the brand new Man Alive LP, that was King Cruel with Airport Antenatal Airplane. Four songs in, now time for our Spin of the Week. This week's Spin of the Week is uh, from an outfit who've been on the programme, I think at least twice Simon's been on the programme, Simon Mason specifically, got a new record out and it's called All of the Above and it is brilliant and you need to buy it, you need to own it and you need to listen to this, Island Monkeys. Oh, that's true, the sunglass night on YouTube. 
Australia's Spacey Jane, a single from last year called Good For You, spaceyjane.bandcamp.com to follow them. And kicking that uh, mini set off was our spin of the week, Island Monkeys by Hightown Pirates, off the forthcoming All Of The Above LP, facebook.com slash the Hightown Pirates. Brilliant stuff, that. Stay tuned for much more. Uh, they've been on the programme, specifically Simon Mason, at least twice, I believe. And uh, we'll have them on again in, in the near future. I am confident of that. I can let you know that uh, what's around the corner is uh, something from uh, Night Heron from uh, from last year. Then it's going to be closely followed by this week's uh, Weekly Peel, which is also a, a cover version. So it'll be uh, the second one uh, cover version this week. And new releases uh, that are forthcoming, I can let you know that you can hear new stuff by Weird Milk, Wilson, Soccer Mommy, uh, The Banshees, Cicada, Mansion Harlots, amongst uh, three new tracks at the end of the programme by the wonderful Snow Goose, who I'm going to be talking to, specifically Jim McCulloch. Right, up next, as I had uh, teased and mentioned, here's Night Heron.
Peel, all the way back to November the 5th, 1979, Tears of a Clown by The Beat, or The English Beat, if you are a, a North American resident, a Peel session, obviously, because it's a weekly Peel, it's our second cover version, and originally done, of course, by uh, a certain Mr. Smokey Robinson, and before we heard Tears of a Clown by The Beat, we heard Come Back from the Sun by Night Heron, they're from Boston, and you can follow them at nightheron.bandcamp.com. Uh, lots of stuff uh, coming up. We're not even a third of the way through the programme musically. Don't forget, end of the programme, interview with Jim McCulloch from Snow Goose. Lots of special features forthcoming. We've got Tune This coming up. We have got uh, a hat trick which is dedicated to uh, the wonderful talent that was David Roback. Obligatory Fall. Ah, oh, this week is uh, no doubt a song by The Fall. In Essential Wax this week is BMX Bandits Theme Park from 1996. As brought to you by our chums at Everything Indie over40.com. Let's go to Brooklyn now and here's something brand new by Top Top Outfit Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
these days dry They're boxing us
Is That Love? That's London's Weird Milk with their latest single, weirdmilk.bandcamp.com. And before that, we heard the lead and title track to their latest offering by uh, Brooklyn's Wilson. That's W-I-L-S-E-N, wilson.bandcamp.com. They're a stunning outfit, and I encourage you to buy their material, as I do with the next band, which you should have perfectly, as I do with the next band, that you should have already invested in heavily prior to this because it's Buzzcocks. Reality's a dream I gave it which I seem to never find out Just what I am, I don't know if I'm an actor or a shaman or sham But if you don't mind
that sucker mummy with an O as opposed to a U, as I feel uncomfortable saying the word mummy. It's just one of those things. But uh, that is the name of the outfit, Soccer Mummy. Royal Screw Up is the name of that song, and that's off the brand Spanking Colour Theory Long Player. A great record it is too. Before that, I don't mind, Buzzcocks. And uh, that needs to be played every once in a while. Just has to be, doesn't it, really? Now it's time for Tune This. We're going to go all the way to Australia now, so you can... Uh, prance around with reckless abandon to this ditty. It's a beauty. Where's my conscience? 
I really should have an obligatory swerve driver track every week. That's the other Jesus from uh, 95's Ejector Seat Reservation on Creation Records, their third LP. And that was preceded by this week's Tune This, which is off their second LP, specifically DMAs. And uh, they're from Australia, they're fantastic. The second LP is called For Now, it's uh, from 2018, and that's a tune. This week's Tune This called Warsaw. So uh, hopefully you uh, did. Uh, prance about and lose it somewhat to that particular ditty. That is the general idea. One more song before we get into our David Roback dedicated hat trick. Their debut single from 1983 on Glass Records, The Jazz Butcher with Southern Mark Smith.
they thought they'd make a friend Oh, it's nonsense, I know But I have to find out where they could be living You never know, they could be living in sin They could be carrying shame Gotta find someone who's going to carry the blame Find out what makes your heart sing Because I found out already what makes my heart sing If I find out nothing else, I'm gonna find out What makes your heart sing Cause I heard it was like a southern marksman said this many times before and I'll say it many times again Pat Fish he of the jazz butcher is an unequivocal genius Southermark Smith big return 1983 on Glass Records genius stuff time for a hat trick now we lost David Roback uh, a handful of days ago terrible loss what an ultimate talent he was in Mazzy Star uh, in Opal and in Rainy Day. So I'm going to play you one track each from a decent cross-section, I would hasten to say, of his career. Let's kick things off with uh, some Mazzy Star from 1990's She Hangs Brightly. Be my angel. Oh, 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 
for what's not lost Everybody will help you Some people are very And there's our David Roback hat-trick, ending with I'll Keep It With Mine, uh, a song written by Bob Dylan, and that is uh, Susanna Hoffs of, of Bangles, of course, on lead vocals there. Lead track to the self-titled LP from 1984. A bit of a, a Paisley underground supergroup were at Rainy Day. Northern Line preceded that by Opal, a single from 1985, and kicking things off with the, the, the first song in the hat-trick there, Be My Angel, Mazzy Star from 1990's She Hangs Brightly. David Roback back sir you will be missed and let's go to liverpool now for something brand new by the banshees
off the 11th LP 1988 I Am Curious Orange. That's the fall. This week's obligatory fall. Oh, track is wrong place. Right time. And before the fall, we heard from Liverpool, the Banshees, with their latest offering, It's All Right. Now, where are we? We're going to Toronto next for another new release. Cicada is their latest single, Caught in the Rain.
It's not what you've got here 
Brought to you by Mansion Harlots. And that's off uh, Magic Cat Records all around the fairground. They're from Guildford and uh, they're rather good. They're back after quite a, a long hiatus away from the scene. And before we heard Poppy Bell by Mansion Harlots, we heard Cicada from Toronto with Caught in the Rain. Cicada, that's S-I-C-A-Y-D-A dot bandcamp dot com to keep uh, track of everything that's happening in their world. Next, let's hear something by Bob Mole by Sugar from 1992's Copper Blue. Let's hear something that uh, I've not heard for a while, actually, and it is a it is a firm favourite, but uh, I've not played it for quite some time. The Slim. Where you're going 
from 2011's Creatures of an Hour on Sub Pop Records. That's still Corners and a tune called Into the Trees. Great stuff, that is. And before that, on Creation Records, Ryko in North America. That's uh, Copper Blue, the album concerned, 1992, by Sugar. And that's a tune called The Slim, Bob Mould in full effect there. It's now time for this week's Essential Wax, as brought to you by Everything Indie Over 40, a musical community online, socially, that uh, really gathers like-minded folk, the type of folk that listen to near perfect pitch, musical taste merchants, actually. And uh, they do a lot of good stuff in terms of polls, opinion pieces digging stuff up that you've completely forgotten about, reminding you of stuff that's brilliant, and uh, it's just a wonderful musical community, and I love being a part of it, and uh, so should you. Everything Indie over 40com This week's Essential Wax is, on Creation Records, is BMX Bandits Theme Park. It's their sixth LP, and it's their third and last on the Creation label. Let's hear the only single off the LP, and uh, it's called We're Gonna Shake You Down. a band, we'd be a team We went and played And spun around On display we had the sound We wanna take you We wanna make you We wanna shake you down We wanna take you We wanna make you Wanna shake you down Back in 95 We had a plan We'd make them scream They'd understand So we went underground In the dark We lit a fire We were the spark We wanna take you We wanna make you we wanna shake you down We wanna take you We wanna make you We wanna shake you down Turn up the radio Go buy our video We're gonna rock and roll all night long Drive, let's be dynamite 
It's okay to survive We go savage fast We are gonna last We got the gas, we got the blast We're gonna take you We're gonna make you We're gonna shake you BMX Bandits. That's one big heart, and that's uh, one of two songs that you just heard off our feature LP, our Essential Wax this week, which is Theme Park by the aforementioned BMX Bandits. Creation Records, as I've mentioned, their sixth LP, produced by the legendary Kim Fowley, uh, alongside Mike Bennett and Joe Foster behind the, the boards as well, featuring the likes of uh, some Scottish deity here, Norman Blake, Sushil Dade, uh, Joe McAlinden and Gordon Keane, amongst several, several others. So we heard One Big Heart and we also heard the single off the LP, We're Gonna Shake You Down. Hopefully that's impelled you to uh, dig deeper into the BMX Bandits catalogue and probably, hopefully, purchase this record. Anyway, that's this week's Essential Wax as brought to you by Everything Indie Over 40.com. Time to go to Sweden now and to listen to something by a band called Log, spelled L-O-G-H. This is the lead track to 2007's North LP.
place in the night But whoever I was looking for was nowhere inside I chose size, I lost the fight Whatever happened to Saturday night Oh 
Traveling till dawn, traveling till death Put Serene into the bay Forgive me the path I've got on my side Are you waiting up for the ride? Are you tall enough for the ride? Are you hungry for the prize? It's the make Isn't that beautiful? That is Snow Goose, and that is the title track to the brand new and second LP, The Making of You, to be released on May the 22nd on the quite wonderful Glass Modern Records digital platform CD, limited edition orange vinyl as well. So who are these peeps? An Anglo-Scottish duo they are. It is essentially Jim McCulloch, he of uh, Soup Dragons and other fame, and also the beautiful, beautiful vocals of uh, Anna Sheard. And uh, there are also guest appearances by members of Bell and Sebastian, Teenage Fan Club, The Bluebells, and The Pearl Fishers, to name but a few. A gorgeous record. The first album, which I've played many songs from in the past, is a work of beauty. I do apologise. You can actually hear the cat in the background, which is really odd, because it usually leaves me alone when I'm in the studio little bugger. Anyway, all that aside, we've just heard the title track to the second LP, as I've mentioned, The Making of You. Let's hear something else before we get into a chat with Jim. Let's hear one more song off the record, as chosen by him, himself, Gave Up Without a Sound.
How gorgeous is that? Gave up without a sound. That is Snow Goose off their soon-to-be-released second LP entitled The Making of You. That was a song as uh, with the previous one and the forthcoming one as chosen by Jim himself. Over to myself now and a chat with Jim McCulloch and he's going to tell you all things Snow Goose. And I'll be back with one more song and my tiras at the end of the programme which should be in about, uh, about half an hour or so, I would, I would expect. Hello? Yeah, it's Jim. Yes, it is. How are you keeping? I'm not too bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Nice, it's better to be talking to you. That's great. <laughs> so, so, so whereabouts are you at the minute? In Glasgow. Oh, you're right in Glasgow. Fantastic. And that's yeah. uh, that's home, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's for all my years, yes. All your years. Now, <laughs> well, first off, first off, Huge congratulations on, on, on the new record. I've been lucky enough to hear the uh, the LP and it is something you must be immensely proud of and it's been, uh, for, for, for a fan, for fans of the first record, it's it's certainly one of the most welcome records of recent times. It's, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. You must be chuffed. Yeah, we're, we're pretty over the moon with it. You know, we knew we were onto something pretty special when we, you know, when we started putting the songs together, you know, and it, and it all luckily it all fell into place. Was it one of those things where, where just quite simply, without without trying to overcomplicate things, as you quite rightly say, just just kismet like things just happened for you without being uh, roadblocks. Nothing nothing stood in your way. Everything went reasonably seamlessly. Then. Yeah, I mean, we had with an idea was we'd been demoing some songs and we'd been sharing sort of uh, writing, Anna and I, and it was all coming together quite quite well, you know, and so we weren't really anticipating any problems, and once we got all the, the players we wanted in, you know, like lining up our ducks, so to speak, um, it was relatively straightforward, you know. Well, that, <laughs> I'm sure there are people there are people who are cringing and cursing your name uh, because of the ease at which you profess to record <laughs> this record, because... Uh, sometimes it's 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 you know it's like childbirth for, for many people. But if, if everything and uh, aligned, all the stars aligned, and yourself and Anna being on the same wavelength worked worked swimmingly well, and the and the demo phase went to final phase quite quickly. That's yeah, that's what you um, want. I think, yeah, definitely. I think the key was that Anna and I really were on the same wavelength, and we you know we were kind of communicating without speaking and just making decisions and we were both quite happy with the direction it was going, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I think once we got, once all the, that side of it was done, it was just, it was just trying to, you know, build the songs in ways that we thought suited the, the material, you know, rather than trying to put a, a stamp of Snow Goose on them kind of idea. Yes. 
Well, I want to start off by, by, by mentioning that, of course, you're a very, very uh, uh, reputable label. Everything that Glass Modern Touch is a thing of beauty, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderfully boutique label whereby yes. every release is nurtured and treated with the utmost respect. You must feel very happy about that. Absolutely. Um, Dave is like a, a, a curator in the uh, Rock and Roll Museum, you know, he's, he's very good, he knows what he likes and he wouldn't be doing things if he didn't want to do them, he doesn't suffer fools gladly um, and he's just got some damn good taste in music. He certainly does. It's like one of those rare labels whereby literally everything that comes out you just buy and you know you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, there's, there is that. I think it reminds me of, you know, it, it's got all those uh, connections with creation in their early days. Exactly. It was part of, it was part of that, and you just got to trust his instincts, you know, because he, he knows what he's talking about, basically. Well, there's no two ways of, no two ways about it, and this record is proof positive as well. Now, you, you've, you've got uh, an arrangement of some serious Scottish musical deity on this record, yeah. uh, which is in itself... Uh, a testament to you being able to herd these cats, but also being able to, to round them up to play with you. And, and with the likes of Raymond, is you know he, that's very well documented. But uh, yeah. you know, Chris Chris Geddes, Stuart Kidd, Stevie Jones, these are all yeah. these are all wonderful names. Tim Davidson, Davy Scott. Um, it's basically uh, it's, it's like a school register of of of, of indie popdom. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think, and it's just. I don't see the point of um, having great friends who are great musicians and then not using their talents because <laughs> there's, there, there's no point in getting a, you know just a couple of session musicians in or people who are just phoning their performance in. You want somebody that's invested in the music. You know, you want somebody that's that really wants you to do well on on your side, and they're absolutely the best players that you know. So why not use them? Absolutely. If you, if you know if you know a good plumber, then call your mate who's a plumber. You need a plumber. It's the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Now the the, the first single is 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 a beautiful teaser. Uh, it's, it's called Hope to you guys out there listening, and of course you know it because I played it. Uh, I played it on at least one occasion. Um, was it difficult to choose the lead single? Not really. I think the song itself. We kind of started writing this this song, and we thought, well, this is sounding very poppy. We're not going to shy away from the poppy side of it, you know, because every album needs a song for radio and in inverted commas. And I think this was a great a great one for us because it, it highlighted everybody's abilities. You know, Raymond's guitar playing, Anna's singing, and the melody and the sing along chorus. And it, it was all the, the elements. Much like the first album, there was a song called Harmony Springs. Yes. It had all, it had all these elements, and we thought, well, this, this has to be the, not necessarily the first song in the album, but the one we want people to hear first. Yeah, that, that, it does resonate with me, because of the 11 songs, it is to me, if I was to be the recipient of these 11 songs, not knowing what I know, I'd say that would probably be the single, and sure enough, it is. I mean, it, it just seems yeah. to be the obvious choice. Cause, yeah, um, there's no point in, in trying to be precious about it. It's a, it's a pop song and it, and it works for us, you know. Well, the, the, fir the first record is, is a thing of beauty and I know that you've heard that and you've had accolades from, from people who matter and, and, I, and I know that you know how good a piece of work it is. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a vastly different uh, animal to, to, to the, the, the new record, uh, the, the making of you. And yeah. if, if, if Harmony Springs was an animal, 
like for instance, like a water vole as an example. Um, okay. What what would the making of you be? Because it's it's, uh, it's 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 noticeably the same band, but it, these are two intrinsically different pieces of work. Of course, I mean that's that's blatantly obvious. But it's recognisably you, but it's a departure. Is where I'm going with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if the water vole thing. I'm still reeling from that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get over the water vole. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just we're, we're, maybe we're putting our head above the parapet, so it may probably a meerkat or something. There you I go. Think, uh, it's, it's a meerkat. <laughs> it's, it's more of a, I think it's a more, more of a confident statement. I think because Anna was much more involved yes. in the crea creative side of it, it's much more cohesive um, and as a group. And I think she she got a lot more out of it as a singer and a lyricist. Uh, I think just she's much more invested in it and. It comes over pretty well, you know, that there's a confidence to it, I think, that um, and she, the first album she was kind of finding her way in the studio because she'd never really recorded before, but the second time round it was much more confident in, in her belief in her abilities and all that side of things. Was it, was it a lot of fun and, and, and very rewarding to nurture her through this process because, of course, the, the first album's dynamic was grossly different in terms of you having a lot of the stuff uh, largely largely done when you passed it over to her whereby it was polished by her now now it, this is very much a collaboration in the truest sense of the word yeah uh, definitely it was uh it was just watching her kind of grow in confidence and um just um, you know feel her way through the kind of lyrical things she wanted to explore and then at the same time when she when we recorded the album she was uh, pregnant with her son walter at the time and I think all this kind of thing comes together, it's just much more organic, I think, and much, just that, there's a, a beauty and a belief in it, I think, that wasn't maybe there in the first one, but it's, it's certainly there in the second one. It certainly explains. It, it explains the new, the the, the, well, the new sound. That I, I, I know that sounds really quite uh, grandiose to say you've got a new sound, like you've got some new Hugh Padgham-like producer, which of course you haven't. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's noticeably different, and I think that uh, for the reasons you just mentioned, that, that that's the lion's share of, of the reasoning behind why it does sound so. Uh, organically different and departed from the last record so yeah. th that's a very 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 good uh, thing to, to reiterate that, that of course this was more of a collaborative affair now yeah. also uh, the, the single has, has, has a beautiful cover version uh, on, on the b-side and yeah. um, it, it was a wonderful choice and, and a beautifully executed record and then of course there's been uh, the West Coast uh, pop art experiment band as well, which is uh, which yeah. is it took a stab at that. Are there, are there any other tunes on on the uh, on the back burner that uh, are are cover uh, covers of? of, of... Uh, the only, I mean, there are other tunes we have played in the past. There's a couple of Tim Buckley things, but um, they've never really um, consciously recorded anything. It's just like I'm just interested to hear certain songs sung by Anna and. And she was pretty happy to, to go with it, you know. Um, I, when I first heard the, the Judy Silk song as a Turtles cover version, and then I always thought I'd love to hear a modern version of that. And then when, when Anna came along, I thought, well, she's the perfect person for this this tune. Give it a go, you know. It's a we can do this cover version of gigs, etc., etc. And that's that's maybe the only reason we would look at doing cover versions as such. And so yeah, but having like the Shifting sands just fitted in with our sound. There's a uh, kind of jazzy thing that we could be did with the double bass and all that, and the swing, the swing to the drums and stuff like that. So it, it, all these things kind of fit in with what we're trying to do. 
And, 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 it, and it comes off wonderfully. Uh, you must be very happy with it because covers are a tricky terrain to, to encounter and it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a beautiful rendition and, and it doesn't take away of any of the validity from the original. It's beautiful. Thanks very much. That's, that's good to hear. Well, I'm sure you, knew, I'm sure you yeah. knew that anyway, but it's just, it probably is nice to hear again. Now, now, oh, yeah. now go ahead, please. I interrupted you. Please go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, it's, I mean, as cover versions go, it's very simple reading of it. It's just a voice and a guitar for folk who haven't heard it. Um, there's nothing else on it, and it's, it just highlights the, um, the, the purity of Anna's voice and then the, the chords that Judy Sill wrote and the lyrics. And, and if you can do it with a voice and a guitar, then... And it sounds like that, but you know it's a good song. Exactly. That, that's, the, that's the acid test to exemplify the purity of a good song. You play it on an acoustic or a piano and it's gold, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so the production duties, first time round, we're talking about uh, Mr. Mr. McGinley. Yeah. Um, I don't have the details with regards to the ins and outs of this particular record. So um, when it comes to the, the, the making of you, who was behind the board? Well, when it was recorded, um, we recorded in a, most the bulk of the album in a studio in Wales, and it was a chap called Nick Brain, who was our engineer. Um, he'd worked with the Teenage Fan Club a, a good few times in Rockfield in Wales. And so yeah. it was a trusted person that Raymond obviously put a lot of trust in. So he was engineering the bulk of it, and then we did some of it up in Glasgow as well, and... Uh, Raymond did a bit on, you know, in his home studio. So it was a combination of Nick and Raymond, and then obviously the band would sit at the back and ch chuck in ideas, you know, and, and just you know that kind of collaborative production that we seem to work for us. Well, it's it's everything just seems to come together for you, and, and I'm sure that's a testament to your own uh, character and, and your own track record in the music industry, whereby you've got such wonderful friends. You must be a social fella to have so many friends in the first place, but so so many talented friends uh, who who can contribute to a project such as this. It 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 really is a singularly unique project. I haven't come across anything like this in quite some time, whereby it's such a wonderful conglomeration of of, of talent that that are being showcased in a very effortless, seamless, and uh, selfless way. It, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. And and you know, as I read these quotes by Justin Curry and Ian Rankin and all of these laudable things, uh, there's there's not one ounce of insincerity there. This is a record that. Uh, do, do you look back on it now? Because I mean, you must have had a lot, a lot of time now since putting it in the can to, to listen to it. And, yeah. and do, you, do you do you consider it a finished piece of work? Do you, do you consider the sequencing perfect? Do you consider this as good as it gets? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we obviously we recorded like, a few other tracks that still we'll use. Still, I'm sure we'll see the light of day at some point. But this this when we sequenced it like this, we, and we sort of sequenced it with vinyl in mind as well, which yes. is quite important. Yeah. So there's a sort of flow to it, if you know, when you put it up, when you listen to it on vinyl, um, and it, it just seems to work pretty well. And there was an eff once again that word effortlessness yes. comes yeah. up, and just making a phone call to a friend, are you able to come down to the studio? We're looking for a bit of harmonica, or we're looking, you know, for a bit of pedal steel. All these wee things, and you're not thinking about the big picture at the end. You know, it, you're thinking about I need I need somebody good to play this for us and. Lo and behold, people would say yes, and they would turn up and they would play. And so, after the fact, you're thinking, okay, so as a body of work, it really does click and it really does resonate, you know, with what we were trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't 
pick any holes in it. I just I'm looking forward. I'm looking over the horizon to the next one, basically. <laughs> Already. <laughs> now you've worked with you've you've worked with these people that we've articulated in reasonable detail. Now. Should should you be gifted with a magic wand of some sort? Uh, is is there anyone that you would love to collaborate with that you haven't had the opportunity with? Who who would be on the same wavelength? Who you think would would, would uh, complement your, your your songwriting? I'm not sure. Um, I'm just thinking maybe of in instrumentalists or instruments that I've maybe not used because the people I've I've worked with, I'm I'm really the, the it's. Just a, a, I'm so proud that it's such an honour to work with them anyway, because I know they're, they're, they're all kind of busy in their own field, doing their own thing, but they're taking time out to help me out, so I'm, I'm happy with that. But I'd love to meet a really good vibraphone player. I don't know who, but, um, <laughs> but somebody, I mean, there was a wee bit of vibes on the first first album, but I'd, I'd love to really hear somebody, you know, some free-flowing guy, maybe the guy the modern jazz quartet or somebody, who knows. That'd be amazing. Um, I, I was actually going to be flippant and suggest the theremin, but that's that's as good as. Yeah, I think so. That's as good as, without a doubt. Now, I was going to also ask you about uh, the next the next works that we can expect from you. Will, will there be another single with uh, with uh, a B side to, to follow, or will it just be the teaser and the and, and the and the eleven the eleven songs, the entire body of work? No, we're still we're still talking about that, and we're, we're still looking at options. It's just we were wondering if we were if we were going to do another single, would we do another video, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of artistic decisions to be made there and then kind of financial ones as well but just we'll, we'll see I mean we'll see what the interest is and then I mean the, the, this digital streaming age I, I'm not even sure that you know how many singles you would need before an album comes out and all that kind of thing because it's not the phys, there's no physical single release so it's not as if you're sitting with a, a bit of vinyl um, so we'll wait and see. Oh no, it's just oh, that was just a purely greedy question. Just wanting yeah. more, just wanting more to consume. That's that's the reason I asked sure. that question. Sure. Now, aesthetically, um, the, the first the first work was 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 quite scant in its aesthetic, um, and 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 it, and it worked very nicely. Now, the the single and the LP have got uh, a new look and feel to them. Who who's behind who's behind the almost geometric uh, aspect of, of of the presentation now? Well, that's that's coming from Anna, and um, she she came up with the woodblocks, the ideas and the, the concept, and, and she went to art school before. You know, this is how she ended up in Glasgow in the first place. She was she was an art school graduate, and right. so she, she's got a few really really good visual, um, you know, she could be concepts, visual concepts, as well as the, the lyrics and the the singing. So it's great to have a, somebody with that kind of you know that component to her in the band because it. It takes the pressure off me because I'm, I'm more just a music and, and lyrics guy. You're just the music and lyrics guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that, that sort of nominal little role that you hold. Now, yeah. um, in terms of con your contemporaries, I mean, the, Glasgow has a scene unlike any other. I mean, it's Glasgow, Manchester, Liverpool are probably, for me, you know, the, the pinnacle in terms of the musical output since the year dot. I'm not just talking contemporary-wise. Um, you are blessed in many ways to to live in an environment that is so ultra creative, so collaborative, and so giving. I mean, I, I know that the community there has no qualms. There aren't cliques and little little niches of, of, of people. It's all a, a wonderful collective. Uh, are, are, there, are there any any, any burgeoning bands around that perhaps we we might not have heard of, or, or something that you could recommend that's local? Is there anything that's, that, that's uh, buzzing right now that, that we might yeah. not know about? 
trying to think. Um, I think places like um, you know Mono, the, the record store and the cafe, it's a real hub for for musicians. I mean, a lot of people come and go from there, and people that work in the shop are also musicians. And there's always you know they they're always coming out with some great recommendations, like you know passing on favors and people who want to message other people. There there are bands like. Uh, spinning coin. Oh yes. Um, oh. And there's a girl called uh, Carla J. Easton as well. She's a great singer songwriter. Um, she used to have a band called Team Canteen, and she's got a great pop sensibility. Um, there's there's so many. I I, I really. It's hard to answer that question. Yeah, totally. I, don't. I don't want to single out other people, but other people could get a mention as well. But there's yeah, I think if you ever looking to find out what's happening in Glasgow, drop a line to the guys at Mono. Or follow them on Twitter. You know, they they're always coming up with great suggestions for folk. Smash it! No, I'll, I'll add them. Add them to my my uh, my societal environment. Now, when it comes to um, you spending your own hard-earned money, have you been buying? Do you buy much still, or um, are you well immersed in what you're doing? Because because oftentimes people who are creating uh, haven't got time for 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 other material. Uh, do you make time in your life to 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 drop the needle on? Uh, on perhaps some new material or or just revisit the past. Do you listen to a lot of music yourself? Yeah, well, in the last couple of years, I went back to university and I was uh, did a, a master's in songwriting. So I have been kind of immersed in my own musical world, but I'm, I do a lot of listening. I'm, I'm I find like things like Apple and Spotify a, a double-edged sword. It's so easy to find new music and it's so easy to trace back. To older music and yes. you know just yes. have that have that ease because when I started in like the mid late mid eighties in a band we always used to go on tour with a list of albums that we wanted to try and pick up you know along the way but all the different towns we would go to and find the record stores and just troll for music that doesn't really happen anymore as far as I can see but it's just the ease I love to go back and find old obscure soul music and. These kind of things and old like, folk albums and things like that, and just on recommendations and word of mouth, and it's so instant. It, you know, it it kind of it takes the, that adventure out of it a wee bit, but at the same time, life's too short to hear it all. So you got to sort of look for what you really want to find. I think. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. There are pros and cons. I love the romance of the days gone by when you'd be uh, rifling through bins every Monday and Tuesday. Well, of course, that's that does evoke emotion, but at the end of the day, the as you said, the word immediacy and, and the uh, you know the apparent quickness of, of being able to to hear something new. There's, there there is something to that as well, and there's no excuse for musical ignorance anymore now. Not with Spotify and Apple. If if if, if, yeah. if you're morbidly curious, there's no reason. When we were kids, we had to find a friend who owned the record and befriend them, yeah. <laughs> artificially befriend them to borrow to borrow their records. True. You know, so it went. So I was going to ask you um, if if you could uh, curate three songs off the LP for me to play, I'd be delighted to play anything that you uh, that you uh, choose. Okay. Um, well, I'll go with using the word choose. Uh, who will you choose? Okay. Being my, my first my, my first choice, uh, um, possibly Leonard is yep. another one. Good old Leonard. And, yeah, and um, let me. Both for uh, Undertow has been the third one. Wonderful. Nicely spaced out sequentially as well. Um, I was going to also ask you, um, this is, a, this is a, a question I've, I've asked numerous people, including uh, 
Sean Dixon, who's been on the programme as well. There's it's been a veritable who's who of the, the Glasgow scene I've been lucky to talk to over the course of time. And mm -hmm. you'll, you'll understand why this resonates with, with Glaswegians. I ask everybody whether you're from the Antipodes or the States, hypothetically, you're around my place after a successful snow goose gig and uh, you've got a hot beverage in your hand and I come out the pantry with the magic biscuit tin and I say, Jim, you can choose any biscuit on God's green earth. What would you choose? Um, I would go for the blue ribbon, actually. Really? Go for the blue ribbon? Yeah. Fair, yeah. why? So I'm no, not no... sure. I, I think it's that, just that, that combination of crunch and, and chocolate. And chocolate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a simple biscuit, nice bit of waver. You know, yeah. Nice chocolate. Yeah. I was just—I don't—I don't want to be uh, stereotypical, but uh, usually there's a, at least one out of two Glaswegians go for some kind of tunnocks derivative. When you yeah. went, you went straight for the blue ribbon without any hesitation at all, which it's possibly because I've just finished one. It's <laughs> <laughs> still refreshing my mind. Yeah. That could possibly have influenced your answer. But uh, in the meantime, I I'm just delighted to, to, to have had the chance to speak with you and to, and to share your work with the listenership because uh, Snow Goose, they, they, hold, they already hold a place in, in, in musical history regardless of the, the, uh, the, the amount of, of, of work you've done. The two records so far are, are, are desert island type de uh, records and, and I'm just delighted to talk to someone who's, who's, who's created such beautiful work. So thank you for your time. It's been, well, it's been thank very, you. very nice talking with you. And uh, please stay in touch, hopefully, with, with the next record that you're already thinking about. <laughs> perhaps, yeah. we, perhaps we could have a chat after, after the third LP, which um, who knows, who knows when that will be. Who knows? But yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to continue that conversation. Smash it. And I'm going to be just seeing, I'm going to be talking to Anna after this and uh, okay. piece, piece these two together. And uh, you lot out there are very lucky to be listening to both of these guys. So on, on that note, uh, all the best to you. And uh, I'll be in touch imminently through the label when, when, when the episode is up. Brilliant. Thanks for your time, Dad. All the very best. Take care, Jim. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right then, you should all be snow goose aficionados by now. And uh, as you can tell by the, the song choice there, there's time for one more, and it's entitled Undertow. Why don't you throw me a line Softly this time Rivers are pulling me Lost causes all drift away is my friend and it is healing me all we need is all that we see but it's all confusing and it's killing me but the undertow is dragging me down Pressure is everything 
Lovely stuff. Great way to end any programme. That's Undertow by Snow Goose. The third of three songs we heard gave up without a sound and the title track, the making of you as well. Snowgoose.me.uk is where you need to go to follow them and be prepared for the album being released in May. It is an absolutely gorgeous LP. My thanks go to Jim McCulloch and uh, the Blue Ribbon uh, Chucky slash Biscuit. It's one of those anomalies, isn't it? Is it a biscuit or is it a Chucky? I'm not quite sure. And uh, to you, of course, for listening. Thanks so much for giving me three hours of your time. This has been episode 142 of Near Perfect Pitch. And uh, I do hope that uh, with what's going on on the, on the planet at the moment, you're all safe, you're looking after yourself, you're doing, doing the right thing, and that you're mitigating any exposure to potential infection and that you're, uh, you're doing as well as you possibly can. Uh, do me a favour too. That sounds rather mercenary. I can appreciate that. But uh, there's a lot of time on people's hands. Netflix is going through the roof. Why don't you listen to uh, 142 episodes of Near Perfect Pitch instead? Recommend it to somebody, if you don't mind. Somebody who enjoys music or somebody who you believe needs to enjoy better music. That sounds rather aloof, doesn't it? But I think you get the drift. I'll be back next week and uh, a rather, rather tidy guest next week. I've got 20 minutes with the... Uh, the man himself, Mr. Luke Haynes, and that was a lot of fun because the interview is in the can, so that will be happening. In the meantime, be well, be safe, and look after each other. Ta-ra.